Amen. Please be seated. It has been a great week already this week, even this past several days, in fact, uh, for Bobby Job accepting the Lord as Savior. We're just so thankful and so proud and, and just rejoice with the angels in heaven, of course. This week's been a great week for um, Betty Clementovich, is a great-grandmother in the fact they have their first great-granddaughter, the girl, in fact, in the last, what, 56 years? 56 years, which is awesome. There was celebrate there. I see Lori here today, and Lori is a, a grandmother, and they got to little, bring little uh, Jack Dean, uh, which would be Trevor's and Julia's little baby. They got to bring home on Friday, doing well, and we're thankful for that answered prayers there. Go ahead. That's all right. See, when you clap in church, when someone else listens to this online, they think you're clapping for me, so clap real loud. It's free advertisement. But I would also say, if you see a couple of parents or great-grandparents glowing, that would be me and my wife, Donna. We are proud great-grandparents of little Riker Lee Davidson. We are thankful, doing well. Mother and baby are doing well, and they are home now. And we're just blessed, blessed, blessed. So God is good. All right, let's take a look at Christmas 2019. I get this message today because the next few weeks I'll be gone. Don and I will be gone. And we're going to do some traveling back and forth and around a little bit and things. So I always like to give a little Christmas thing as well. And so I plan to do that today. A little girl dressed as an angel in the Christmas pageant, the director told her that she needed to come down the center aisle. And she said, well, that's no problem. Do you want me to walk or fly? <laughs> you know, children and Christmas just seem to go together, don't they? It's beautiful. I remember just being a child, and I can remember back in Almont, Michigan, and the snow on the ground, and all the lights, and we would go by the five and dime, and we would look in the, the windows, and we would dream real big, and you know, it was just a wonderful time of the year for children. It is that. For parents, it might be something else, but nonetheless. But there's nothing sadder in the world than to wake up Christmas morning and not be a child, Irma Bombeck. It's probably true. But we are children of God, and so we should wake up Christmas morning just as excited. Can I hear an amen? amen? Let me give you a couple more just to kind of set the stage for us today. Oh, thanks for the harmonica you gave me for Christmas, Uncle Johnny. It's the best Christmas present I ever got. Oh, really, he said. That's great. Do you know how to play it? He said, oh, no, I don't know how to play it. You see, my mom gives me a dollar a day not to play it during the day. <laughs> And my dad gives me $5 a week not to play it in the evening. It's the greatest present I ever received. And I love this one. Two young boys were spending the night a week or so before Christmas at their grandparents' house. They were good little boys, and the nighttime fell, and they were praying as good little boys would do at the foot of their bed. And uh, the younger boy was saying his prayer, but he was saying it out loud, and he was saying it so loud that everyone in the house could hear he couldn't wait to say his prayer out loud, and so he did. And he says, God, I want a bicycle. And God, you know I want a new football. And oh, God, I really, really, really want a new PlayStation. 
To which his brother punched him in the arm and he says, what are you doing? God's not deaf. And he says, I know, but grandma is. <laughs> so I simply say, Merry Christmas to you and yours. God is an awesome God and he has blessed us richly. God knew precisely what we would need in our lives, not what we would want, not just a Christmas wish list, but God knew exactly what we would need. And he delivered greatly. I think sometimes as his children we forget and we get caught up into doing all the things that Christmas is all about for the world around us and that's fine, I don't have a problem with that. But I think sometimes we forget the eternal gift that God has given us, the blessing of eternal life through Jesus Christ, a gift that was given freely by God himself as has been mentioned already because God so loved us. Us. What an awesome God we have. And I hope this Christmas is uh, in somewhere and somehow through the hustle and bustle of all the things that we do and might order online these days, but all the things that we buy for others and perhaps even a few things for ourselves, that we don't forget the ultimate gift that was given, the ultimate gift given to us. And remember really what Christmas is all about. You know, when I was growing up, I remember hearing a few messages, and I think um, um, Howard mentioned, you know, that one Christmas card that kind of stuck out, that, 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 that candle and the hope and joy and love. And I remember a, a couple of times around the Christmas time that the preacher would stand up and say, well, you know, we really don't know when Christ was born. We think sometime maybe in June or something. So we just don't want to bring that into the church today. Today we're going to talk about baptism. And I was like, what? I, I, just let me get a little confused here. I, I, to me, it's the time to embrace it. It is a time in which what the world might say, but what we can say even louder for those that might come to a church service such as this that may never come any other time, that they hear that the Christ child was born, that he was given out of God's love for us, and that we, through that process of that one birth in the manger, that we too can experience a new birth and become God's children as well. Oh, to me, I think we should embrace it and celebrate it and take it for all it's worth and all the gifts and all the things on the outside. May we remember that eternal gift that we have been given. And perhaps in saying that, instead of downgrading the Christ child's birth, perhaps someone would come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. That is my hope. So today I'm going to share with you just one little segment of Scripture I've always said many times that you can take one scripture and use that scripture and teach God's greatest love for us. You don't have to have a whole chapter. You don't have to have the whole book. You can discover it for yourself. And today I'm going to use just a small segment of scripture as well to remind all of us what it's really, really all about. Now most of you know that I lost my brother a few years ago to cancer. My brother and I were extremely close, as perhaps you are in your siblings, but what fascinates me is that each season and each year that it goes through, and especially this time of the year, I really think about my brother. 
Now, now don't get me wrong. I, I am thankful for where he is, and I wouldn't bring him back for anything because he was a great Christian man, better than I would ever dare to be in 10 lifetimes. So I'm thankful for that. But, but it's still, you remember. You still have those memories. The other day, one of the shows were on, and it was the Charlie Brown Christmas, and, and my brother just loved cartoons. He was fascinated with cartoons. He just really loved the Charlie Brown. He couldn't wait for that Christmas season to come because each year back then, they would put out a Charlie Brown special. And boy, he couldn't wait. I was not a real big fan of Charlie Brown. I, I just played outside a lot, and I, I really, he was all right, I guess. And my brother always made fun of me. He says, you look just like Linus. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, he's the cutest one on the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> so nonetheless, in this Charlie Brown thing, there's things that remind me of my brother and in all of this, in this Christmas special back in the day, um, in all of that, Charlie Brown is, is this one that I recall and saw again, looked it up online, and Mike helped me load some things up here for us today. But Charlie Brown doesn't know really what Christmas is all about. He's a little confused, and Snoopy is dog. He can't, he can't help. He tries, but he can't help. And then Lucy tries to help by saying, why don't you be the director of the, the Christmas program, Christmas pageant. He, he finally has talked into it, and he's trying to direct, and he doesn't know what to do. And he says, you know, we need a Christmas tree. So he goes and tries to find his Christmas tree, but he, he can't find. They're all fake, or he's just not, there's just none left. And, and the only thing left is this little branch thing looking, it's really pitiful looking. And he brings it back, and all of the kids there laugh at Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. And so Charlie Brown screams out loud these famous words. He, he screams out loud, he says, Does anyone really know what Christmas is all about? And then in the midst of that, the good-looking one like me, Linus, steps up and says, Sure, I can tell you. And he gives the answer, he gives the answer in a message. And I'll show you how far we've come since the 1950s or so. You know, back then it was ABC, NBC, and CBS, and maybe some more scrambly stuff on the. But from ABC, this was shown... And I often wonder how many children had never heard about true Christmas. But in the midst of this cartoon, if you will, it's told. So listen as we put that on. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Jesus Christ the Lord. 
and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. You know, it is amazing that we can have that and still be touched by that. I think that's a wonderful thing. How could we not embrace what God has given us? Not only at Christmas, as has been already said, but our entire lives. For truly, that's what Christmas is all about. What comes to mind when you think? What's the first word that comes to mind when you think of Christmas? Could be gifts. Could be parties. It could be family. It could be friends. But for some, you see, it's pain. It's loneliness. It's hurt, and it's depression. I lost my mother about this time of year, many years ago now, and if I allowed myself, I could go to that spot, and I could pull myself right down, but I also remember where she is, and the gift that was given through the Christ child was given for her, as well as, I believe, for me. And she now has her reward, and so I celebrate even more because of the joys that heaven holds for me. But if Christmas is going to be everything that you dreamed it would be, one of the words that I would hope you would associate with this, and, and Howard, I didn't plan this, but it's amazing how that works out, is that I would pray that you would look at the word love. Because truly, if you boil it down and push it in a package, if you could, I think that's where you would find it. It would be love, because Christmas is truly all about love. It's love. It's not about Hollywood and what Hollywood tells us or the commercials might share with a, you know, a, a, a new Mercedes in the, in the front, in the driveway, which would be nice. But does it compare to eternal life? Does it compare anything compared to the gift that God has given us? It's hard for us sometimes to grasp that because we haven't seen it. We haven't been there yet. We have that hope as we talked about. We have this, this living hope that we talked about last week, and, but yet we haven't been there. But in Revelations, John the Revelator gives us just a glimpse of the saying, and he uses the terms in which allow us just to, to think, wow. He can't really describe it. There's no words to describe it. But he uses words that we understand. Gold, these pearl gates, and this, this, the streets of gold. And we think, wow. But the focus is, shouldn't be about the winter wonderland and kissing Santa under a mistletoe or something like that, or even putting him up a tree. But how important that is. 
how important it is just to hang the ornaments on the tree, put on the Christmas music. Let me tell you just a little bit about that one there, man. This is just something. We were going to be the cranks of Christmas this year, Don and I were. That means we weren't going to really do much at the house. Because we knew the baby was coming, but we were, knew we were going to go to Kentucky and then to Missouri and then back home, so we weren't going to decorate much at the house. In fact, it was just to be like, hey, Merry Christmas. But you see, the baby came. And when the baby came, our daughter in St. Louis says, we're coming to your house for Christmas. <laughs> what? So... In the midst of a little remodel job and all the other things, I, <laughs> I dragged down the 43 huge boxes out of the attic. And for the past 10 days, we've frantically put all the Christmas stuff up. And I will tell you, it's a bunch of stuff. And it's beautiful. And the reason why is because, you see, our grandkids in Missouri have never been to our house for Christmas. And we can't wait to celebrate Christmas at our house with them. But in the midst of all of that, it's really not about that. It's about the Christ child. God's love. The gift that he gave for us. And we call him Jesus. Someone rightly said, if our greatest need had been information, God would have given us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have given us a scientist. If our greatest need would have been money, God would have given us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, He would have given us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness and love, and so God gave us a Savior, and we call Him Jesus. So listen once again to some of the most beautiful words in Scripture. Now keep in mind that this true story involves you and me. If you only read it as though it's a story of long, long ago, then you miss its true meaning. Without this story, we would only have gifts under a tree. But because of this story, we have Jesus. Listen to these words. I'll try my best. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with an angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. 
What a beautiful story. Foretold hundreds of years before in the book of Isaiah that he would come. And he would be given the name Emmanuel, God with us. That God is a human, fully God, but fully man. Born of a virgin. God with us in the form of a child. Do you realize how much God loves you? It's hard to grasp that Mary would hold the Christ child. It was the song, Mary, did you know? And did you realize that he would be the one that would save you, Mary? When I looked at our little grandson this week, I couldn't help but think about the Christ child. And the miracle that God had given us, and the blessing that he had given us to a child. And I thought about how Mary and Joseph treasured and instantly loved. How could you not love? Instantly loved. They had no clue really what it was going to be all about. They were just willing to do as God had told them to do. God had given the gift, not only to Mary and Joseph, He gave the gift for you and for all of us. He loves you so much that His Son left heaven. He came down so that you and I could go up and be with Him in heaven someday. Have you received that gift You see, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, what you've done is every Christmas season you said, let's have Christmas, but you've rejected the gift that was given at Christmas. Have you received that? It can be your finest year ever. This can be your greatest Christmas ever if you've never received Christ and the gift that He gives. And you can leave this place today knowing that you have been given the greatest gift that you'll ever be given, a thing called eternal life. And it's free. And God says, here, I want this just for you. That's how much He loves you. What's the true meaning of Christmas? It's the gift that God gave for you. The question is, have you received it? There's a story told about an African boy listening carefully to a missionary. The teacher was explaining the, what Christians giving presents to each other at Christmas Day and how that happens, especially in our country. He had no clue. So the teacher was telling this little boy, the gift is an expression. It's an expression of our joy over the birth of Jesus that was given for us and our friendship for each other back and forth. It's a celebrating of giving, he told the boy. It's that God gave us a gift, the gift of his son. And we give gifts of thanksgiving to God, but we give gifts to each other in exchange. Maybe just as a reminder of a gift that was given. When Christmas Day came, the boy brought the teacher a seashell of radiant beauty. The teacher was taken back. Where? Where in the world did you find such a beautiful shell to give to me, the teacher asked. The young boy said to her, there was only one spot where such an extraordinary shell could be found. When he named the place, the teacher realized that that was many, many, many miles away from there. 
And the teacher was left speechless, but did finally say, why? 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 It's absolutely beautiful and stunning. But why? You shouldn't have gone all that trouble to get me that gift. And the little boy's eyes brightened, and the boy answered, Long walk, part of gift. You see, God came from heaven to a manger. He truly did. It's not a bedtime story. It's a true story. He came from heaven to a manger, from a manger to a cross, and from a cross to a grave and a grave to heaven. And we would ask God, would we not ask God, why all the trouble, God? And I believe that it would bring from the heavens from God Himself, long walk, part of gift. The true meaning of Christmas is the gift given to us by God. May we never forget it and may we shout it from the rooftops. Don't forget to take time to thank Him for the gift that He has given you and your family. And what it all means, and by all means, open the gift. Open the gift. Receive the gift. And certainly, enjoy the gift. I find so many Christians not enjoying their life. It's not about all the things that you have. It's about the one that you have, and his name is Jesus. And you may not get everything that you want for Christmas, and you may not be able to give everything that you want to give for Christmas. But may you never forget that God gave you the greatest gift that one could ever receive, and his name is Jesus. And as Linus said long ago, That's what Christmas is all about. Christ was born to give you and me an opportunity to be born. The world that rejected him and rejects him still today is the very world in which God gave his son for. That has to be love. He knew that what the world would reject him, but yet he came nonetheless. Why, he even knew before Mary and Joseph that there would be no room for him in the end, as Scripture teaches. Today, the same Jesus, who was waiting to be born in that most unlikely of place, is ready to do it all again. Your heart. If you have room, if you have room for Jesus. So I leave you with three simple questions, and I want you to think closely. First, would you, would you make room in your home for a young lady who was nine months pregnant and had no other place to go? Of course you would. And you would do that because it would be the right thing to do. Secondly, 
Is Jesus the right thing for the world? Of course he is. And I want to tell you today, he's the right thing for you. And finally, have you given him room in your heart today? Only you can answer that question. Only you. In Luke chapter 2, verse number 11, the word says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Today a Savior waits to be born again. Born in you. Will he find room? Our prayer is that you receive the gift. If you've received the gift and you've seemingly somehow just, you know, wore the shine off a little bit. It's just, you forgot. May what we've said today be a moment in which you just reflect upon the most beautiful gift given. So today, if you've never received Christ and you would like to do that, we want you to come today. Let us know that. Or maybe today you have a prayer request or prayer concern. All God wants you to do is to come to Him empty, and He's going to move right in and fill you up with the greatest gift. And His name is Jesus. Whatever your need is, you come as together we stand and sing.